Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. What is this pretty stuff? End on BBC One now. Totally hear that. All right, where are we? Where are we? Tom in Waterbury. Hi, Tom. Wait a sec. It's not working. Tom, speak to me. Go ahead. I um, just want to uh, comment on the oil production talk that was going on today. Yes, sir. And um, I want to say that you can find the information for the world at world o. Uh, what was Worldometer? it? Worldometer. Thank you very much. Worldometer.info. Mm-hmm. And that right there is pretty much uh, up to date with what we have left for oil in the country. Which is what? Do you recall? Uh, 40, uh, just shy of 47 years we have left. 47 years? Yes. Well, that doesn't sound so urgent to me. No, wouldn't you, wouldn't you think that in another half century we would have figured out some better ways to do things? Yes, I agree. I would say the same <laughs> same thing. So, wow, that really? I just wanted to, I just wanted to call in on that just because as we were talking, somebody else was talking about it. I got right online and looked it up, and I was like, oh yeah, wow, look at that. Th- thank you for that, Tom. Appreciate hearing from you. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Would you think you say that Worldometer or Worldometer? I don't know. Maybe they've got one of those little things you click on and it says it for you so you know. We'll take some more phone calls coming up. 860-522-9842. We'll do the rants in an hour. 860-751-4698. Let's check in with Mark Christopher. He is all pumped up in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center because it's a brand new week, Mark. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Ah, WTIC. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you do for us here because you keep us going. We're here for you. We are. Uh, Let's uh, chat with Michael Lebowitz, who joins us now on WTIC. We'll take more phone calls in a moment. Hey, Lebo. Hey, uh, Todd, you know, I'm thinking you got to start giving me some promo time. I mean, either at the end of the 3 o'clock hour or in the 4.05 segment. because You're demanding a tease now? You're making demands? Are you becoming a prima donna? I I am, because you said we got rants coming up, we got phone calls coming up, but nothing about Lebo coming up, and my feelings are a little bit hurt. 
convicts and well, feelings too. Well, you, you got to work your way up in the, in the pecking order here. <laughs> All right. So what I want to talk to you today is about the dangers to what is left of our constitutional order. Excellent. And why I think, I believe that the MAGA Trump Republicans are a greater danger than are even the progressive liberals. Did you happen to catch any of Mike Pence's speech? Uh, I think it was over the weekend at the Heritage Foundation. I saw a couple of clips, but didn't hear the speech. Well, I don't know how much he means it. I mean, he is a politician, but that doesn't take away from the truthfulness of what he said. And he said that as conservatives, we have to be loyal to our Constitution, even when it's inconvenient, because if we're not, we're going to lose more than elections. We're going to lose our country. It's debatable whether the country's already lost, first of all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought it was interesting because Carrie Lake, who is a current darling of the MAGAs. Running uh, for governor of Arizona. Arizona, yes. And she made a statement the other day that the Constitution says we are to have one election day, one day when people can vote. It says no such thing. Now, your average person may not know that, which is fine, but when somebody running for governor makes that statement on national television and is dead wrong and verifiably so, that's dangerous. Also, uh, last week you had on Leora Levy, who's the the Senate candidate here in Connecticut running against Rich Blumenthal. And she, in almost the same breath, says we have to protect our Constitution. And then she says if she's elected, she will either put pressure on the states or vote for federal legislation to make qualified immunity a national thing. You know, there's nowhere in the Constitution that authorizes the federal government to do any such thing. And, I mean, what happened to federalism? And finally, our, you know, our gubernatorial candidate here in Connecticut, I don't know if he's a MAGA Republican or not, but, you know, he's on the, on the fence there, maybe. But he Bob? talks about what it is. Yeah, Bob. You're talking about Bob? I'm talking about Bob, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, he's, he not even, he's not even vaguely uh, associated with okay. uh, MAGA Republicans. Well, maybe I'm, maybe I'm buying the propaganda, but either way, he... Uh, he frequently says that, you know, it was a big mistake for the legislature to take away qualified immunity from the cops. Well, now, I'm not arguing about the policy, whether it's a good policy or not. I frankly don't know. But I do know that qualified immunity was created out of whole cloth by the judiciary, which I thought conservatives were supposed to be attacked. So, I mean, that's just three quick examples that I can rattle off. But it just seems to me that the Constitution is more important than personalities. It's more important than populism. And it's more important than the political moment. I think we need to fight for the Constitution, and Republicans simply aren't doing it. Well, I don't even think, you know, you quoted Pence as saying as as, uh, conservatives— Or is I think that's what you said, right? We have to fight for the Constitution. I don't even think the Constitution is a conservative value per se, because conservatism desires to do to represent coalitions that are contradictory in their goals and contradictory in their constitutional principles. Like evangelicals push for or or Republicans push on behalf of religious voters that certain values be propagated into the laws of the country or the laws of the state. And and that's not a constitutional value to take 
rules of religion and codify them into law. But that's something conservatives feel compelled to do in order to get the votes of evangelicals, which is a large swath of the voting public. Precisely. You're exactly right. And that is exactly my point, is that conservatives in the public mind and through their rhetoric through generations have put themselves out there as being the party of the Constitution, the party of uh, American values and, you know, in line with the founders. The problem is they aren't. And now here's the thing, Todd. Imagine you have some young kid or even, you know, whatever, whatever age it happens to be. That's a political novice who doesn't know much. And they, you know, look into things and they find out that conservatives are the ones for the Constitution and progressives are the ones that, you know, are for the living Constitution and for expanding the state and whatnot. And then they quickly find out that the conservatives aren't even loyal to the Constitution. Well, then if that's what's in their mind representing the Constitution, who the hell would want to go to that? You might as well go to the people that at least are honest that they're just, you know, trying to overturn the uh, constitutional order. And, it, you know, it's a big, big problem we have because there's nobody out there that I'm aware of anyway that actually is advocating the Constitution. Now, I mean, you do, of course, and there's think tanks that do. I'm talking about politicians that do. Yes, and uh, we talked about this earlier on the phone, and I said I think what we need is uh, there to be a different structure for the, for the creation of what our political ideas are, because politicians are, uh, they're, they're focused on winning power, and they'll tell whatever stories to us they have to to win power. We can't trust politicians to be our sources of information. I think we suffer as a society because we, the only place the media gets news stories from is from politicians, and that's ridiculous. They're, they're liars who shade things to their own benefit. Yeah, and it's interesting that you brought up the media because I don't trust the media as far as I can throw them either. I mean, my own personal experience in trying to expose the disaster that is the congressional system has shown me that the media is not really interested in, you know, real investigative journalism and doing stories. The problem is, is I think that people assume that because the media is wrong or the media is dishonest, that whoever is opposite to the media, therefore, is telling the truth. And I think that's a, a mistake. I think that we need to learn to trust people based on their own actions, you know, what they do, what they say. But instead, I think people saw that Trump took on the media and now, you know, the sort of whole MAGA movement, like, like you know, Carrie Lake is very fond of taking on the media. And then they assume, oh, well, since these people are the enemies of my enemy, they must be on my side. But in reality, I think it's a mistake to think that any politicians are on our side. I think that politicians are like most people, and they are out for themselves, except for politicians just aren't so honest about it as most people are. Lebowitz, thank you, sir. <laughs> thank you very much, Todd. You have a great night. And well done, as usual. Michael Leibowitz joining us from prison, but not for much longer. He will be released sometime this year, and that will be a glorious thing. After 25 years of uh, spreading his wisdom through the hallowed halls of uh, whatever that correctional facility is. What is that thing called? Osborne? Is that where he is? Joe in East Hartford. Hi, Joe. Hey, what's going on? Well, that's what you're here to tell us. Yeah, I know. It's just crazy about the bread thing. Uh, and I just don't know where to find the pan de agua. 
that you make that nice uh, panini uh, sandwiches. What kind I of mean, bread do you I, make it out of? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, and I cannot find any Cuban bakery or Puerto Rican bakery that makes the real pan de agua. Pan de agua. Pan, you know, bread. The bread. Bread of water. Bread of water. Yeah, and then when you have that with the ham, cheese, the pork, and the salami, and you put some panini, you know, you do panini. Joe, you're breaking up wicked, but how how long have you been searching for this uh, sandwich? Go ahead. How long have you been searching for this sandwich? Well, I can make the sandwich, but I can't find the bread. No, you can't find the bread. You want to bring it home and make your own sandwich. And have you been looking like nowhere in the state of Connecticut does it well, exist? I mean, well, I mean, I mean, what am I going to do? I'm going to uh, send the scouts out. I don't know. You yes. Know I mean? Well, that's like, what you should spend your weekends doing is driving around, trying to find. A gun, I love you. <laughs> what, what? What should I type into Google to find this? I'm looking for Cuban bread. Is that what you're saying? Well, not Cuban, but uh, Cuban, Puerto Rican bakeries, and Puerto Rican. Bakery. Yeah. And Pong, right? Pong. P A N G? Yeah. Pong. Pong. Sounds like a Chinese bread. Puerto Rican Bakery. Let's see. There's one in Springfield, Massachusetts. Not too far, but I'll bet there's one closer. I didn't. I. You know what's funny is I didn't even put CT there. I just put Puerto Rican Bakery. Oh, you want to hear, you want to hear the best about it? That there's a, a one not too far from me. And I went and asked for, uh, give me some pan de agua. And I yeah. brought it home. You know, you know what, what I'll, I'll explain it to you. Uh, uh, pan de agua doesn't have uh, 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 lard in it or any, uh, uh, you know what I mean? No it's lard? Water, yeah. And, and if you don't, you don't need it to the same night, the next day it's like a cracker. I mean, So it's, no it's is it just water and flour? Well, I don't know how they do it exactly. Okay. So here's a place in New Britain, Borinquen. I don't know how you pronounce it. B-O-R-I-N. Borinquen. You know this place? Well, I know the language. Okay. So that's in New Britain and in Hartford, Sabre, Puerto Rico, Bakery. Okay. Check those two out and report back, please. Okay. I love you, baby. Thank you. Love you back. We want to solve your pang di guacua. Bread. My bread problem. <laughs> I like saying it in the original language. Appreciate it, Joe. Good to hear from you. 860-522-9842. I just have to play something for, um, for Leibowitz and for everybody. Listen to this. This is a guy. What is his name? David Azarod. He's a Canadian. He's talking about the failure of Republicans in America. And this goes to what Leibowitz just called about. It's uh, pretty easy to be optimistic about America's prospects if you have no idea what time it is. If you believe, for example, the lies that the conservative movement tells its donors, uh-huh. or the Reagan mythology. We're getting somewhere or already. That Republican electoral victories somehow translate into decisive conservative victories. So he's attacking the assumption that Republicans winning elections results in conservative policies being propagated throughout the land. 
think John Rowland? More generally than not, those who know what time it is, i.e., who realize just how anti-American America has become. Ah, don't I say that all the time? Yes. The Democrats are anti-American, but the Republicans uh, fall into that trap occasionally as well. Who realize how much ground the left has gained in this past century. Isn't this exactly what we lament? Well, these people tend to despair. As the kids like to say, they're black-pilled. Black-pilled, he said. He's got a little Canadian accent. And it's kind of easy to see why. And I'd like to begin my talk against the black pill by offering you the preliminary black pill. Uh, time is not going to permit me to make the comprehensive case against uh, as to why America is doomed. I just want to focus on the five most discouraging aspects of our situation. So first of all, America is basically anti-American at this point. And now this is absolutely true. And that, what that means is the values that America is based on are now not just ignored, but actively propagandized against. The institutional high ground is controlled by a ruling class that is either sincerely woke and anti-American, or that completely lacks the courage to stand up to the fanatics. Yeah, probably both. At the both. best, the most powerful institutions in America are just greedy, i.e. neoliberal, and kind of indifferent to America. But more often than not, they're unabashedly committed to anti-Americanism. Isn't this beautiful to have it spelled out so clearly? I want to give you a couple of thought exercises. Number one, run through the major institutional sectors in America. Can you name major ones that mm -hmm. publicly affirm that diversity is not a strength, that meritocracy is, or that, I don't know, say, denounce the BLM Intifada in the summer of 2020? Now, there's a really powerful question, and can you think of an answer to that? Can you name major ones that publicly affirm that diversity is not a strength, that meritocracy is, or that, I don't know, say, denounce the BLM Intifada in the summer of 2020? Not the schools, not the universities, not Hollywood, not the corporate sector, not the bureaucracy, not the media, not, not the social media. This is what we are suffering from. All of the machinery of America is propagandizing against America. Not the social media companies, and now let's be honest, not the military, not the NFL, and not the mainline churches. Yikes. We are quickly running out of people to defend America, and I guess we're going to come up with nothing. Very interesting stuff. What's his name? Azerod, A-Z-E-R-R-A-D. Very good stuff. 860-522-9842. We'll do the rants at 810. We'll do traffic right now because... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Mark Christopher is ready and whatever he wants, whatever Marky wants, Marky gets. He's in the BBS <laughs> Lawyers Traffic Center. Hey, Mark. The world is changing. Are you listening? WTIC News Talk 1080. Two more weeks. Then we get to elect a bunch of Republicans, if for nothing else, a little variety. Because variety is the spice of life, and one-party rule is the recipe for disaster. As we have seen in Connecticut, which has stolen more money per person from you than any other state in the nation has managed to steal from its loyal voters. 860-522-9842. Mike calling from Plainville. What's up, Mike? State Ethics Commission. That's a major contradiction in terms. Is that a question? I wonder what people visualize when they hear those words, State Ethics Commission. Well, they assume that there is some kind of uh, state board that makes sure that there are some sort of ethical standards met, but that would be a misunderstanding of reality. It, it, absolutely, and it hasn't changed uh, over the last three or four governorships. I worked well, it's in not going to. The I, point of having a state ethics commission is to have something that creates the perception that regulation of ethics is going on so that people can claim to be ethical because they haven't been charged with violations by the board that has no influence over now, ethics. Now, and then we have a governor that ma- made a deal with his wife's company, and then you have William Tong, who basically dismissed Project Veritas's evidence of what went on down in Greenwich. So he's waiting around till the elections are over. If he's hoping it'll go away, you may never hear anything about that again. Uh, you may never hear about anything that matters because nothing that matters gets discussed in Connecticut. And you know, it just as far as debates go. It's, a, it's just window dressing. I mean, who who's more gullible out there that's going to say, uh, well, I like him. That that commercial was terrific. It's yeah, all window Mark. dressing. It doesn't mean anything. Well, debates are your chance to get past the 30-second uh, the, the commercial. So it should be a little better. It's a chance for them to make a mistake, for be, uh, to be put in a corner where they have to tell some kind of uh, minor bit of truth. Every little bit helps. More debates would be great. Once a week, it'd be wonderful. Primetime television, every channel, that'd be great. 
eventually Ned would get comfortable and start speaking honestly, and then he'd lose uh, in a landslide. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Is it time again already? Yes, we are very fortunate to go to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center once again, where Mark Christopher remains glowing from his last introduction. Hey, Mark. <laughs> Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. David in Brantford, what's in your mind, sir? Yeah, I'll try to be quick. I try to honor caller Leibowitz by disagreeing with caller Leibowitz, which means at least I'm engaging his argument. That's pretty good. Conservatives are the constitutionalists, and I'll give an example. Amendment fourteen, which start, which was uh, the one that gave slaves citizenship. The first line: All persons born or naturalized in the United States. Well, our citizens of the United States. And many conservatives think, well, that meant if you were a slave born in America, you were automatically a citizen. Mm-hmm. It, people did not assume that it meant if you were an illegal alien crossing the border pregnant and dropped a baby out on the grass, that automatically became a citizen. We simply didn't think of that. Or what is usually called vacation babies. You know, a Russian comes over and they want their kid to be an American citizen. Uh I'd say many conservatives are trying to follow the Constitution, but the wording from 250 years ago maybe didn't capture the point of all persons born in the United States, what has come to be called birthright citizenship. Mm-hmm. we got to think that the founders, and these were not founders in, uh, by the time Amendment 14 rolled around, it was there to free the slaves. That was the point of the birth for all persons born. And so uh, Mr. Leibowitz might think that uh, some Republicans who think we need to do away with birthright citizenship, there is a legitimate question about what did that mean. Also in the 14th Amendment, it mentions you need to be 21 years of age to vote. I don't see an awful lot of Republicans are arguing that we should go back to 21. I say that. I think it, it, we should go back to 21 to vote. All those people who can't buy a gun or drink or drive a school bus because they're too immature, I think the same thing about voting. Uh, does that mean we're unconstitutional because we don't want the voting age to be 21 and we think you shouldn't be able to uh, give birth to an American citizen because you criminally broke into the country? I think there's legitimate questions about what honoring the Constitution means. And it doesn't mean I, uh, I'm not uh, a constitutionalist because I'm a conservative. And, that, you know, and so, uh, again, I honor Mr. Leibowitz, a question, though not necessarily agreeing with him. And he will be very excited that you engage. Thank you, Dave, for the call. 860 Chris Powell joins us each week at this time. And, Chris, you wrote a very compelling piece just uh, maybe it was yesterday about about rainbow flags because there was an incident in the schools and and as usual i thought you provided some great insight want to fill us in on this oh sure todd and thanks um uh, the other day uh, there was a controversy developing in stonington uh, somebody complained to the school superintendent that uh, the rainbow or gay pride uh, flag was being flown by teachers in a lot of uh, classrooms in the stonington schools and the complaint to the superintendent was this was political. You shouldn't do that. The superintendent uh, consulted some legal counsel and then agreed that, yes, uh, the rainbow flags are political, and she ordered the teachers to remove them, uh, whereupon <laughs> the teachers and a few other people uh, got upset. Uh, the 
Stonington Teacher Union uh, requested a, a meeting with the Labor Committee of the Board of Education to to discuss uh, inclusion. Of course, this meeting was uh, a private meeting. Uh, only the, uh, the school board and uh, teacher union would... Are you saying there was no inclusion going on at the inclusion meeting? Yeah, well, that's that's it. The, the union wanted a meeting with the Labor Committee of the school board, a private meeting, to discuss inclusion. I think only in Connecticut would a... How delightful. Yeah, school board and a teacher union figure, hey, let's, we've got to discuss inclusion in a private meeting. But anyway, so the teacher union put pressure on the school board and the superintendent to uh, reverse her ruling that the uh, rainbow flag is uh, is political, and uh, she did, and she reversed her order. So I, I thought that, okay, it's not political, but Enormous political pressure had to be put on her to uh, change her decision and, and change the advice she got from the legal counsel that it is political. And uh, I, I agree that the flag is political, and that being political, it just doesn't belong in a in a government setting. Uh, the defense of it seems to be that the uh, sexual minority uh, kids just uh, can't make it in school unless they have a rainbow flag in their, their class. Um, I, I don't think that uh, makes much sense. I mean, the U.S. flag, the Connecticut flag, they uh, represent uh, equal rights for sexual minorities. That's our law federally. It's our law in the state. I think those flags ought to be uh, enough. And in any case, if you need anything more, you can you can post the uh, inclusion policy on the, the class bulletin board. You can you can tape it to every desk if you need to, uh, but. Uh, uh, nobody has a definition, really, for the full meaning of the rainbow flag. You know, does it mean merely uh, uh, non-discrimination against sexual minorities? Or, or does it, uh, you know, also mean that uh, boys can use girls' bathrooms and, you know, boys uh, who think themselves girls can compete against uh, girls in, in sports, sports events? But it means whatever one chooses, of right? Course. Because it's not an actual thing. It's just a cultural label. Right. It can be appropriated for any purpose, and that is what you know makes it uh, political as a non-government flag, and uh, it's propagandistic. I mean, I I agree with uh, with gay rights, and uh, it's I think anybody can, but it's 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 propagandistic. Uh, it's uh, indoctrination, and that's why the teachers want it in the classroom. And uh, even as they were denying that it was political, they were putting political pressure on the school uh, superintendent. And predictably enough, uh, she uh, she you know, broke broke down and uh, and reversed her decision. And but do we know? Is there any insight offered, Chris? regarding what would have made the superintendent think that she could make a rational law-based decision in a nation that's no longer a nation of laws. Yeah, well, <laughs> you you could you could think that. Uh but I, I look this is this case is, you know, one more instance of the teacher unions trying to indoctrinate rather than educate kids. And if you look at the results of the national assessment of educational progress uh, tests which came out for Connecticut and, and the other states today, uh, you find that uh, uh, student proficiency in Connecticut has been declining not since, just since the epidemic. It's been declining since at least 2011. Uh, and in fact, uh, student proficiency as measured by the National Assessment for Educational Progress has declined in Connecticut since 1998. But, you know, we've got plenty of inclusion. We've got plenty of social-emotional learning. Uh, we just don't have much, you know, academic learning. Chris, we got the best schools in the country and the best teachers in the country. Yeah, well, that's what the governor's commercials say, and that's a, you know, reasonable 
imitation of him. But uh, look, Todd, this is this is what people want to believe. I mean, they they want to believe, like in Lake Wobegon, that you know all our students are above average, that uh, our schools are great. Nobody is going to look at the National Assessment of Educational Progress test results before the election and raise the question about whether you know we, we really have the best schools in the country. In fact, the National Assessment for Educational Progress results that came out today showed that Connecticut was falling behind uh, in, in the national measures uh, over uh, the last test, which was a few years ago. So, no, our schools in Connecticut are not good. We have a proficiency rating in fourth and eighth grades of, you know, no more than about, you know, one-third of the kids performing uh, proficiently, uh, and we are declining in scores relative to the rest of the country. That's the reality, uh, but I don't think anybody's going to be able to look at it till after the election. Well, even if they were to look at it before, you know, it's hard in a rigged system, which education is the, the number one rigged system maybe in the country. That is, the priorities are not for the intended customer of the, the families and the students, but rather for the people who work inside the system. And it's constructed that way on purpose. But we've hit a point of critical mass where it's become politically untenable to to risk, at least politicians seem to think so, to risk articulating what the problem is because they've become such a powerful rigged system that they'll rig you right out of politics if you dare talk about it. Yeah, the, the, there's too many people who are on the payroll, and everybody in authority is going to interpret uh, the new test results as meaning, oh, we've got to spend more on education. We've been doing that since the uh, Education Enhancement Act was adopted in 1986. We've been pouring more and more money into education in Connecticut, and nothing changes except the proficiency slowly declines, and we still have the enormous and mortifying racial and ethnic uh, gaps in, in proficiency. Uh, and uh, there was an interesting detail in the in the scores that came out today, uh, and and that is that uh, uh, the uh, proficiency gap between students who qualify for free lunches and students who don't qualify for free lunches has been the same and remains the same now. It's been the same for years. And that data point is suggesting to us that the real problem is not anything we're spending in school. The real problem is poverty in a student's home life. But we can't address that. We can't address the fatherlessness that goes on in Connecticut. We can't address child neglect. Um, we just all, all we can do because it is politically palatable is raise teacher salaries. Yes, which we know doesn't work, but it feeds the rigged system beast. Oh, that's so, what the test scores tell us, that, 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 that the spending per pupil really makes very little difference at all. What matters, 99% of the case is, is just the student's home life. And this has been observed in, social, in the social science in the United States since the Moynihan report, and there was another report back in the 60s. Uh, nothing has changed in the 50 years we've been doing poverty in the United States. What do we do? We, we just raise the, the compensation, the bureaucracy. We don't solve poverty. So all the headlines, Chris Powell, this afternoon have been about COVID being the cause of these score drops. But you're saying it it exists way before COVID. Yes. The, the NEAP results that came out today show that Connecticut's proficiency test scores began declining sharply in 2011, which is almost 10 years before the, the epidemic. And in fact, uh, 
the our, our state proficiency scores now are slightly lower than they were in 1998, which is you know more than 20 years before the epidemic. Yikes! Maybe we should stop focusing on the skin color of who's in classrooms and instead focus on the success of those classrooms. Well, we should we should focus on you know the the lack of parenting that half the kids in in Connecticut get, and, unless you're going to focus on that. You're not going to make any difference in education. Most of the kids coming to high school in Connecticut now never master high school math and never master high school English. And they're not prepared to have anything more than menial jobs, much less prepared to be good citizens. But in order to test your theory, we would have to have schools that required excellence and see who could reach levels of excellence because it's possible under such a system where the te- where the school's purpose was not to desegregate but to give great educations that you might find you can get better results with better education well our only policy in education in Connecticut our only hard and firm policy is social promotion and the test results that came out today uh, uh, implied in in one respect that proficiency declines with education in Connecticut. I, at least I think that was the <laughs> the, the the math uh, proficiency declined from fourth grade to eighth grade. I think from 37 percent to 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 30 percent. And I have to wonder if that decline is uh, a result in part of the realization by students that they don't have to perform, that they don't have to learn because they're going to be uh, advanced anyway and and given diplomas anyway. Wow. All right. Pretty heavy stuff. Chris Powell, Journal Inquirer. Nice to talk with you, sir. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Todd. Thanks for taking the time. How about that for some hard-hitting stuff? Rant line number 860-751-4698. We're going to do the rants, play some more sound cuts you might find interesting during the next half hour. And then in about 40 minutes, Bob Stefanowski will be here. We'll talk about the campaign and uh, all the stuff going on and uh, check in with him for his uh, weekly or semi-weekly, whatever it is these days, visit. And um, what else do I have to tell you? Oh, yes, if we can. I do have some nice sound of Ted Cruz on The View today, and I want to fit that in uh, during the next half hour as well, after we get the rants done. So stay with us, and you can call in, of course, during the rants, 860-522-9842. As we go to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center once again, Check in with Marcus Christopheros, who is out there looking for the Greek pan. eh? We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 